0: What is up, everybody? Episode 91 of J5 getting live here on Thursday, March 23rd, 2023. Ah, as we turn to spring, things get exciting here in New York. You know, just uh, getting ready for the baseball season, obviously. Football free agency is kind of done. Jets made a nice move yesterday to get uh, me Hardman. They also traded away Elijah Moore, which starts to tell me that things are heating up with them and Aaron Rodgers, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, But you got the baseball teams as we get ready for for that. Um, NBA is in full swing. Knicks lost a brutal game last night. The Nets are battling to hang on to the sixth seed so that they don't have to... Um, so they don't have to get in the play-in. Rangers, Devils, Islanders, all in a playoff chase, so it's exciting times in New York sports. But let's dive into to the Jets, like I talked about real quick. So first things first. The Jets yesterday signed Nicole Hardman, then they trade away Elijah Moore. Um, so... What that means for the Jets is this, in my opinion. The Jets are closing in on Odell, and they picked up that extra second round pick because they're gonna include a second round pick in the trade for Rodgers. I think it's simple. At this point, the Jets need to get this done with the Packers. They don't need to drag it out any longer. They need to get Rodgers to New York, and the sooner they do it, the better. If they want a second round pick and a conditional pick in the first round, Do it. Like a first-round pick in 2024, do it. Put conditions around it. Make it a fourth that turns into a third if he plays, turns into a second if he wins MVP, turns into a first if if you guys go to the Super Bowl or something like that. The longer this drags out, just the more frustrating it becomes for Jets fans. Because at this point, you know he's going to be a Jet. But you're just playing a game of chicken. The Packers also need to get him off the books as soon as they can. Um... So I think the best thing to do would be to get this done as soon as possible, not let it linger, get Rodgers in a Jets jersey, and, and just make it happen. Um, that's my opinion on that. Now, as far as Odell goes, I think that Odell is starting to, to have too much drama around him. I think that the Jets really just need Odell to, to shut his yap. And to everybody needs Odell to shut his mouth, particularly his agents. Um, but Odell himself needs to shut his mouth so that a deal can get done. The tweets about him not wanting 20 million, but he doesn't want 4 million, um, so on and so forth. I think the Jets trade of Elijah Moore opens up them signing Odell you know it's a game of chicken at this point. Odell might even take a short deal so he can play with Rodgers. Maybe he takes a 1-year $5 million deal with incentives that could bring it up to 10 million, you incentivize him around playing time, catches, yards, touchdowns, all that stuff, uh winning a Super Bowl, winning in the AFC Championship game, things like that that help him escalate his contract. I think that's the best idea for the Jets. Um So that's enough on the Jets. I think, bottom line, they got to get a Rodgers deal done and they got to figure out uh, if they're going to trade for Odell. Next. Giants have been quiet. They've made a couple nice little moves uh, since free agency ended. Obviously, Julian Love departing. Was a big deal for them. You hate to see that. Um, But it's part of the game, right? At the end of the day, that's the way these things all seem to go. So... I think, you know, it, it's just part of it, um, and you gotta just tip your tip your cap. Guy got a good deal. Can't resign everybody. Giants value the safeties they seem to have on the roster, so I think that's you know that's the end of that as far as um, as far as love goes. Giants need to add a center. They obviously lost one uh, there, so you know they need to add a center, um, and they need to see where they're gonna go. Where they're going to go from there, I think, you know, all things being equal, I think that the Giants are in a good position, they they still could use another receiver, um, a more elite level guy, they could definitely use a couple, a little bit of offensive line help, I would look at the draft for receiver, offensive line, um, probably another edge rusher, and they're going to look for corners wherever they can get them. That is still a major question mark. Who's playing on the opposite side of a Dory, uh, of a Dory Jackson? So I think that's those are big things. Um, but overall, the Giants' roster has come together pretty quickly. They have added a lot on offense. Uh, they added on the defensive side of the wall. Those were the things that they really wanted to do. Now, to the baseball, Mets obviously with a killer loss. Of Edwin Diaz but other than that they survived the Brandon Nimmo injury it looks like he's even going to be able to play opening day so that's big for them um, I think the big thing that you got to look at with the Mets is can their starting pitching and their offense do enough early um, in the season that it doesn't matter about Diaz they're going to have to walk the tightrope whether it's with David Robertson or Adam Adovino but that's not the worst thing in the world. Their offense is good enough that they should be able to win them a lot of games, especially with a balanced schedule. Um, so I think those are big things for uh, for the Mets. That's, that's the bottom line. Um, I think they have a lot going for them. I think they're, they're pretty loaded, but the NL East is pretty loaded. And it's gonna, it's going to be up and down. So I think, you know, you got to just take these with a grain of salt um, and see how they play out. Obviously, Knicks, bad loss last night. Two bad losses in a row. They got a rebound tomorrow night uh, against the Magic. It's a game they should win. It's a game they have to win. That's the bottom line on that. So you let that play out, how it plays out. But the Knicks have got to win. Uh, tomorrow night against a or tonight I should say I'm sorry against a team that is that is not so great so they need to win uh, the Nets could really use a win and then it's a big weekend for both teams Knicks don't play again until Knicks don't play again until Monday so that's good for them Nets play Saturday um, but both teams def- definitely could use a win tonight and then as far as the hockey goes rangers lost a game the other night that they sure won devils won uh, won a good game against the wild those two continually continuing to battle it out for seeding position so that gets interesting islanders battling it out for a uh, a big wild card spot so you look for, you look for that to continue to heat up now final picks so the opening round of the tournament uh, was good to me. I went um, I went three and two both days, so six and four. So not great, not terrible. Saturday and Sunday was absolutely brutal. Uh, I went one and three both days. My only winner on Saturday on Saturday was Penn State. My only winner on Sunday was UConn. So two and four. And six and four. So that makes me eight and eight, so not great. Um, but now picks for the sweet 16. I will pick um, I'll pick all I'll pick all four games tonight and all four games tomorrow. So here we go. Today, Michigan State and Kansas State. I like Michigan State. Uh, Izzo seems to have that team playing turned up a notch. The defense is good. Kansas State has been a fun story. They've played really well. They have the fun little point guard. But I just think that Michigan State, at Madison Square Garden, it's going to be uh, too much for Kansas State to probably handle. Michigan State travels well. I think it's a good opportunity for Michigan State to win. I like Michigan State minus the 1.5. Next, out west, UConn and Arkansas. I like UConn minus the four and a 4.5. Eric Musselman is a great coach. Arkansas has has played really well the last couple of years. Um, they've done a good job making the tournament exciting. I just think UConn has a lot of talent. They're playing really well. Patino said it after uh, Iona lost to them. You know, they have the makings of a national champion. They're one of my national championship picks. They're one of the three remaining. Um, or two remaining, I should say. So I think that, you know, it's... Uh, it, it comes up Huskies as far as that goes. Um, and they're my only championship prediction remaining. Sorry. Uh, next, Florida Atlantic and Tennessee at Madison Square Garden. I like I like uh, Tennessee in that matchup. I think Tennessee has too much muscle and talent. They're going to make it difficult on FAU's athleticism. Florida Atlantic, fun little story. Uh, Just not able to get it done against an SEC team. So I like Tennessee. And then finally, I like all the favorites uh, in this round. I like UCLA against Gonzaga, minus a one and a half. I think that UCLA is just too talented. I like like the coach a lot. um, And I like UCLA, plain and simple. Next to tomorrow night, San Diego State, Alabama. I like San Diego State 7.5. I know Alabama is the best team in the tournament. I think they win this game. I just think that 7.5 is a lot for San Diego State. Uh, they're a good team. They're feisty. They're fun. So I like San Diego State 7.5. It's also a lot of points. Next, Houston, Miami. Again, I like Miami here. I think 7.5 is a lot of points. Houston has a hard time scoring. At times, they, they go in droughts. Uh, so I like Houston. I like Miami plus seven and a half. So so far, two underdogs tomorrow night. Next, Miami, uh, Xavier, and Texas. I like Texas minus the four and a half. I think Xavier is a good team. I think they they tend to be a little overrated, um, and they just really don't do it for me. I think that it's uh, it could be a, it could be a problematic matchup for. Uh, for Xavier. I think Texas has a lot of athleticism. They play a lot of defense. They could score. So I like Texas uh, minus the four and a half there. And then finally, Princeton and Creighton. You know, Princeton is going to give teams hard times. Creighton's going to win this game. But I like Princeton to cover the nine and a half. I think it's a lot of points. um, And I just think overall that Princeton being an Ivy League team is going to give Creighton problems. Also, Creighton's been a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde all year. So to recap, here are the picks. Michigan State 1.5. UConn minus 4.5. Tennessee minus 5. UCLA minus 1.5. San Diego State plus 7.5. Miami plus 7.5. Texas 4.5. And, and then finally, Princeton plus 9.5. right guys that's an episode make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast tell a friend to tell a friend follow me on instagram and on twitter at j-o-h-n-m-u-r-a-c-h-a-n-i-a-n follow me on tiktok j the number five g-e-t-t-i-n-l-i-v-e all right guys j5 out